what's up everybody welcome to another episode of chilling with earl the two-time world champion wait 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 it's not that (laughs) i wonder if we could like at some point start like a thing like chill with earl like and you can click and someone could like it's a twitch channel of your of your life yeah i don't know how that would work out i'm kind of (laughs) boring you might have a couple people yeah i could play elden ring you you could start an OnlyFans. What is that? That's like where you could strip and stuff for people. Oh, Jesus. No, but you could actually play your video game. I don't know if people would want to see this. I don't know if you're good enough, though. I'm not. But sometimes I don't think you have to be good enough. You just have to be entertaining enough. That's true. I don't know. Some people find me funny. You laugh at my jokes. But you're also like a a smiler. You you laugh and make people feel good. Yeah, usually when you make jokes, I'll like laugh at you and smile. But I'm actually... I don't even hear what you're saying. Yeah, I I believe that. (laughs) Jason's over there like Yep Yep. (laughs) No I agree (laughs) Oh that's the He calls me out on that Like Jason's calling Dane out On about how About how he just pretends He's listening to people Who was it Was I talking to you Yeah Dane's one of those people Who just waits for his turn to speak I'm trying to think about what. Who was it? Oh, jeez. Dane's low key gossip. Uh, I'll ask you later. <laughs> oh well, Dane. What does it take to be a literal giant? And how many of them have you come across? A, <laughs> a literal giant. Yeah, like Shaquille O'Neal is, is a, literal, a, giant. a yeah. literal giant, yeah. right? Like giants do exist in the world. Like people are like, oh, giant. Yeah. Like imagine if like back in the day, like way back before like mass education and like you could see everyone and you're just like hanging out in your little hamlet and like someone who's like six, seven comes on by. Oh, giant. Yeah. Like, I think about this. I think, okay, so like Tim Nadal who trained here. Uh huh. Canadian shot putter, six eight, six nine, giant ish, but yeah. a small giant. Small giant ducks, literally ducks to walk through doorways. Like when he comes into a room, it's like who like, and, and it's so much so that he literally walks like hunched over. He has to make himself smaller. Yeah, because he's like a little self conscious, and also because he's in buildings that aren't built for him. Yeah. So you see him, and you're like. Tim's a giant, but he's not like a giant. Because then you see, you know, someone like Shaquille O'Neal. I've never seen Shaq. My brother actually saw Shaq at the LAX airport. Okay, Um, he must have really been like you could probably spot him because he was just he's so big. Yeah. So in that case, and he's he's seven feet tall, and he's and he's big. He's not like a, a string bean NBA. No, pig. he's he was dude. They used to say he could bench like four fifty back in the day. Yeah, like he was an animal, and his arms are like seven six. Yeah, like two, like right, which is crazy. So I think now now they claim uh, somebody in the NBA just got a picture next to him, and he's considered to be like six eleven, and Shaq is listed at like seven feet, and Shaq's clearly like shorter than him. Yeah, and he posted like if Shaq's seven feet, then I'm seven four. <laughs> um, as like as like a joke, like ripping on him. Yeah, uh, and I think Shaq's response might have been like, "I'm 50 years old now, like yeah, whatever." But I would say, you know, he's definitely a giant. I think, dude, I think you've got to be six eleven to seven feet tall uh, to be an actual real giant. Giant, giant. Um, and then you just have 
huge hands. Like for me, the biggest person I've ever seen in person was Yao Ming. And when I was at the Olympics, you know, there's a lot of volleyball players there. There's a lot of um, just people who are phenomenally larger than normal human beings. Yeah. And he, without question, was the largest person every time he walked into, like he might weigh 330 or what, 300 pounds. And it's only because he's seven eight, or however still, tall he is. That's huge, dude. He was huge. Like, think about almost a foot taller than Shaq. <laughs> think he's a foot taller than Tim, and Tim walks in the rooms and can't fit in the room. Yeah. So like, think about if you go into a cubby in your house. You're like, oh, I got my <laughs> yeah, little yeah. cubby. I can sneak in here and hide from my kids. Like, nah. That's his life. Wow. I mean, I'm sure he's got money where his house is built. For right, him. right, right. But he, like, but that's one. He has spot vaulted in the world. ceilings because he needs them. That's a giant, <laughs> dude. <laughs> like, man, have, you've seen people like Brian Shaw and Hathor too, right? Yeah, yeah. I've I've been up next to Shaw. He's big. He's he's big. He's a how big do they? Dude. How do like sort of their? I want to say like their width of their shoulders. Like, I think I think the hard part to give them a fair shake here is like I I saw Half Thor in the in the hallway actually, and I took like he he got a picture with Connor Pennington when Connor was like twelve eleven years old yeah. so like it <laughs> it was hysterical how the the difference was. Now, seeing him in that setting, you know he's huge. He was especially back then he was enormous. Uh, the problem with Shaw was that I saw Shaw and it was like. Um, Jerry Pritchett, who's another big dude, another sh- world-class strongman. Um, Zadrunas Zavikis was there. I, I oh, so you saw them all like... Yeah, they were all together, so it was like... We were there where it was like, wow, these guys are huge. And meanwhile, they were all together, so it wasn't as outrageous. And you're at the Arnold, so it was like... Yeah. Everybody's huge there. So I think going back to what you're saying, like... Dude, Half Thor's huge. He's a monster. But he's not that much bigger than Tim. And to me, Tim's like a enter the, the realm giant. Yeah. Whereas like Yao Ming is like, I'm a giant. Play with me. Yeah. You know. In Elden Ring, you have to destroy the fire giant to <laughs> light the um <laughs> the giant the like flame to burn the send the earth tree to embers if anyone cares. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> so that's, that's the video game giant. Yeah. I actually think about these guys. I like the, you know, in Elden Ring, like the, the fire giants. Is what <laughs> I'm thinking about what it's like for them to like sit on an airplane. Oh, my goodness. It must be. It's got to be horrific. Have you ever watched the Andre the Giant documentary? I haven't seen they it. They talk no. about that stuff. Like, he, there's no way you can have a, a normal. One game. of my favorite. How do you go to the bathroom on an, oh internet, my goodness, on an airport? Or on an airport. My on favorite. An airplane. You drop, yeah. squat. <laughs> what do you do? Leave the door open? I don't know. It doesn't happen. Dude. My One of my favorite internet pictures ever is Andre the Giant holding a. A can a, of beer. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, my goodness. It, it looks, looks like, like, a, like one of those little like mini ones. You, yeah, your kid <laughs> plays with. All right, Dane. You hinted at this. You saw some of these strongmen at the Arnold. You recently were at the Arnold, this year's Arnold. Yeah, which that's a giant. It's a giant affair of all sorts. All right. Before you get into it, what is your favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger film? 
Ooh. Are you like Predator? Uh, I was gonna say, are you Predator? Are you Conan the Barbarian? Yeah, Predator. Or maybe you're like Last Action Hero when he does like sort of a meta oh, analysis. Or on Twins. Twins is Twins <laughs> is one of my Kindergarten Cop. Yeah, those are good. True Lies. Come on. True Lies was great. Wasn't T- Terminator? Was Terminator Two. Terminator Two was good. Terminator was really good actually. Terminator Two was awesome. I actually yeah. think Terminator Two is better. It probably is. Is Sigourney Weaver in True Lies? Who's the, or is that no, a... No, it's uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah. You were thinking of one of the, like, heroine scream queen. Like, Sigourney Weaver's not a scream queen, but, like, that same, like, horror movie. Real Sigourney strong. Weaver was in Alien? Yes. Yeah, okay. Ripley. Yeah, she yeah, did. yeah. She's legit in there. Okay, so, so I legit. would say, now that I'm thinking about I really like Predator. Um, but, dude, Terminator 2 is really good. Yeah. I'm Predator all the way. Okay. Oh, I mean, I could go that way. I'm Predator all the way. I just love the whole, like, build-up. My biggest dig on Predator is all those guys, like, are so, like, they're so awesome. Every single one, and they go down like such punks. Yeah, real easy. Every single one of them. Jesse Ventura was a bitch. Yeah. And whatchamacallit, the dude with the razor, is it? Duke, Dunk, I forget their names. I'm, I'm not that good at the recall with it. But he ends up in the movie. Total Recall is another yes, Schwarzenegger that's movie. A, Philip that's K. A, Dick. The story is, but that's a Van Van Sleer. The dude who did Robocop and Starship Troopers. Yeah. Kid me. I was real young when I watched Starship Troopers and thought it was dumb. Adult me thinks it's hilarious. Yeah, That okay. So that's I'd have to go back and watch. Yeah, because it's, I don't, like, watch it. It's just a whole, like. It's so obvious but when I, you see it, but like as a kid, I didn't quite. I have was just that. saying, is Judge Judge Dredd's Sylvester that's Stallone? Stallone that's, yeah, yeah. Okay. so maybe Total Recall would be in there as well. Yeah, Total Recall is great, dude. Schwarzenegger did a lot of freaking movies. He knew how. Whoever True Lo- or, or uh, Twins was is like yeah. one of his funnier ones with Danny DeVito. I don't know if if Schwarzenegger was lucky. He ended up working with James Cameron so often. I th- or I th- if James Cameron sought him out because he knew yeah. what his role could be. Which is like, because he did Terminator and Conan. Like, I don't know why he was so... Su- maybe it's because, like, he just appealed to, like, your typical... I don't want to say typical. He appealed to a certain, like, male audience completely. Did women like watching this? I don't know. I'm not a woman. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, that's fair. I'm sure some do and some are just like, this is dumb. This is so stupid. Uh, <laughs> you guys are so dumb all right dude that men are we're really stupid yeah but you know it's silly <laughs> and they're all like every single one of them is like a power fantasy movie you know what i <laughs> that's mean that's what i mean though look at those movies that yeah. we just named like women probably could look at those and be like this just shows how pathetic men yeah. are. this is what you dream of you know what my absolute favorite scene in predator is after uh jesse ventura no i don't killed? i don't know well anyway <laughs> That was rhetorical, you jerk. <laughs> they start, after he gets killed, they start firing the guns into the forest. Yeah, they're like, oh, everybody's oh, just like, they're getting like, look at like, They're all upset. They do nothing. Yeah. Hit absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there's a little bit of blood or something like that. Yeah. It's just like, oh, where's your gun now there, buddy? <laughs> yeah. And Arnold ends up winning by, like, you know, dropping trees on the thing yeah. and a bow and arrow. Yep. No, that's right. funny. Back to the Arnold. Okay, so that was a good question. Yeah, I know. Now I'm going to be racking my brain for more Arnold vid- movies later right. tonight. First off, how did your athletes do? 
Because that's why you were there. Yeah, so for my my specific athletes, dude, I coached 24 athletes um, and then about another two or three that were not my athletes. Real quick, who helped you with that? I'm sure you had someone. Uh, Mainly Brian Seacrest. And then there was one session where, and Jake helped, Jake helped Saturday morning. Um, And then there was one session where, and Luke DeVirgilius, he's another uh, GSA guy, Garage Strength, like our nonprofit. He helped me for a handful of sessions as well Um, because there was six platforms so there was multiple times where i had multiple people on different platforms so man um yeah thursday they lifted well friday was spotty um you know i'll be honest i felt i felt like a pretty severe letdown friday and and now Haley did lift pretty well and clean and jerk you know i mean she what did she snatch she snatched 81 she should she she really should have it 84 okay she hits 84 and she puts up the second biggest total ever in the history of the u.s uh and and but she did smack 108 yeah she hit a 108 clean jerk which is huge um and that it's a huge total and she's right now the third ranked girl on the world team so like she did really well all right now Um, my question is are one of those two ahead of her the same weight class by chance one of them is yeah but they'll take two from the same weight class. Yeah. To, all right. Yeah. I was just looking out because yeah. I know they do that sometimes. Yeah, they'll take like, two. You could be like top five and say there's two in that weight class yeah, ahead of you. It's like, uh, yeah, you can't go. No, but she'll she she'll go. Um, so what I did was, I like Friday night when I got home, I was like very defeated. And by home, you mean like the Back Airbnb the, or yeah. wherever you were at, yeah. staying hotel. Yeah, now at the Airbnb. Then Saturday, Sunday, I felt like everybody was on fire. Literally, like, Saturday, Sunday. That was a lot of your online and younger athletes. Yes, yeah. Saturday and, and Sunday. Anna was in there, though. Anna. Oh, Anna, Anna the 125, right? Yeah, she uh, went, and she snatched 100. Ooh. So that was huge. She barely missed 103 in the snatch, and... Dude, it's crazy because she lifted really, really well, and she probably left, I'd say six kilos out there. And oh, she, wow. so, so what's good with that is like she was like, that's an awesome meet. She, that's a huge total. Two twenty five is fat, but she's also like, man, I could have totaled two thirty. Yeah, I could have done that. I'm like, yes, I've been telling you, and you, you know, I don't say this to her actually. I'm like, yeah, you can do it. I know you can do this. So I, I say it to you when I come in and watch her lift. Yeah, like, like, why, why is she t- only doing that? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's going on here? So I, I think as miserable as I was Friday night, um, well, actually, you know, to, to, to be fair to the whole situation, what's cool about the Arnold is you get to, like, Friday night, I'm leaving with Brian and, and Jason, and Piros is walking out, and he's like, Danny, Danny, c- come to dinner, come to dinner. And he's, like, st- trying to tell me where they're staying. So he and Mike. Piros lo- is your boy. He loves you. Yeah, and I left Jason and you two out. always run into one another. I was trying to get Jason to come with us, but I was like, I'm riding with, with Piros and Mike. I'm not riding with Jason because it would be me, Brian, Piros, and Mike. Aw. So Jason like backed out, but I kept texting him, and I don't know if he caught up on it. I like wanted him to come out, and dude, you get to eat dinner with Pyrrhus. It's fun. Yeah, like, he's just like a good guy to be around. 
So that was like the big upside was we got to sort of bullshit about, you know. And that's the one thing with these events. You got it? to hang out with the guy you had posters up in your gym. Yeah. And, and he's a three-time Olympic champion. I remember the first time you met him. You were like, I got these notes from him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had I got a lot of notes from him. You were. And it, now we it was to, funny how, like, nerdy and giddy you were about what, it to what, talk about it. To go full circle now, I just confirmed because he was like, yo, you got to stay an extra couple days in Greece when you come over. So I'm going to stay an extra two oh, days. Oh, wow. Yeah. He, he's going to like, yeah, well, like, that's awesome. Yeah, dude. So that's cool. You're going to be like royalty over there I with that so. dude. <laughs> <laughs> like pound around with him. I'm sure he like someone's like at least a free meal to him because yeah. he is who he is. Yeah. Like, So it'll be, I mean, so, so to go back to the, the whole discussion, though, I was like, I was not in a good headspace Friday night. Uh huh. I was happy with how Haley did perform, though. Um, and then, you know, Saturday, everybody started to turn it around and it was starting to roll really well. Dude, Michaela lifted really, really well. Uh, and that just set everything what in motion. What was that picture of her traps that Dude, someone took? I was like, she oh was, my She was behind. Goodness. And I think she said she was either like pulling her sleeve up. Dude, her traps are huge. Yeah. But so, you know, she, she Those went Those of you that don't know, too, Michaela's mom is a CrossFit yeah, Games yeah. Masters athlete. Yeah, she's as, legit. Like, and, yeah, super fit. Yeah. So, Emma lifted well, made the World University team. All right. And, and everything just sort of on Saturday and Sunday just snowballed. And I had a, we had a girl that I had to help uh, I, that I coached that I, I've never met her. I've seen her at, at one meet prior, and Brian had told me about her. Um, and I just happened to have to coach her. She didn't have a, any any help really. And this is a girl who I I was coaching. I'm like, dude, this girl could be the best weightlifter in the entire country if if she picks up her snatch. Her cleanage. She's a 71. She cleaned jerk 115. She cleaned 119 and missed the jerk. And she's only 18 years old. So that was fun. It was like, and then we closed out the weekend. Everybody lifted well the last session. And then I helped Brian. Uh, with uh, his, he had a super heavy. Wait, so he was helping you, and you were helping him. So yeah. you're 24 athletes. There was more. Yeah, you were coaching as well. Yeah, and then he had he had right. 11 that I helped him. Okay, throughout. so it's closer to 35. You kind of undershot your number by like a third almost. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And this is, dude. This that's the thing. Like, we were leaving at like seven in the morning. The junior, you know, junior lifted Sunday at 8 a.m. And oh wow! So he I hit that one fifty one too. He had a one fifty one, and he snatched fourteen, and he snatched seventeen. But they call it press out. Really? Yeah, dude, he looked good. And he he's, does show up when he competes. And and lately he's been in training. He's been he's been raising it up. So like, he's gonna he's gonna blow up even more. Have he you just got juniors type one yet. Yeah, I have. Oh, you did? Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you for that, Earl. <laughs> but so like, dude, we close it out actually. Uh, uh, Brian's super heavyweight snatched 167, clean and jerk 204, and made the Pan Am team. So it was nice. like, the, it was a weird. Dude, you're working 12 hour days the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. You know, I flew out Thursday. I flew out in the morning. Jason picked me up. We went to, he took me right to the venue, and it was literally like, get to the venue, and I coached all the way till 8 o'clock at night. Every day, 8 a.m., 8 p.m., every day. Dude, it's that must have been exhausting. But you know, it's the Arnold. It's 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 all a right. giant. So you're doing all this coaching. Tell me about a story when you did someone dirty with the clock. Oh my gosh, dude! One. So Anna's session. Uh -huh. This is so easy. It's Anna's session. Okay, so there's five chicks that are like legit in the session. Maddie Rogers is in there. Um, Walter Alexander, really great lifter. 
another lifter from Utah who I can't remember her name. Very good. Um, Jesse Stemo, you know, world team member, and then Anna. And I'm looking at the board. I'm like, Anna could maybe snipe third place. You yeah. Know, Maddie's going to go probably 110 plus in 140. Jesse, I thought would lift a little bit better than she did, but she's she's a girl who snatched like 107 and and clean and jerked like 135. The other two girls, I thought Anna could pick pick one of them off, and so the one ends up. And Anna's way younger than yeah Anna's, all of them. Yeah, right? Anna's like 12 years younger than them. Okay, all, well, except for Maddie, she's like eight years younger than Maddie, maybe a little bit more, like eight or nine. So. Like, all right, if she can hit 103, we'll be in a really good spot. She misses 103, so then I'm like, all right, how can I, how can I screw with them? They think she's gonna come in really, like really low, but I know she could jump. So we came in at 19, and initially I was like, let's go 19, 23, 26, or 19, 24, 27. And I had that plan laid out, and I told her this, and I said, after her 19, we came back. And two of the girls that I thought she could snipe, they were coming in at like 22. So I came back and I was like, they were there and their one coach was there. And I said, 23. And, and Anna's like, yeah, yeah, 23 is good. And I saw the one coach like not acknowledged to me, but like clearly she heard me. Uh huh. So <laughs> what happens was, the one girl comes in at 22 and like misses her first two. The other girl's at 23 and something, something end, ends up going on that I stayed. So I didn't bump right away. I stayed at 22, but so she was going to come out at 23 because she essentially heard that I was coming out at 23. So I'm staying at 22 knowing that she thinks I'm coming to 23 her clock comes up at 22. She didn't change. And she's like way in the back. And I was like, man, this, this chick's going to time herself out. Like, I'm not even going to have to do it myself. Man. So she, the coach didn't realize it because she thought I had put in 23. So, <laughs> so she heard me say it and didn't. And like, dude, I will wait until I'm on the clock. I'm not making a change. I make everybody else make their changes. So the lesson I'm hearing is when you say weights out loud, Say a kilo heavier than you actually mean. Yes. And you'll mess with people. Everybody. All the time. And then here's what happens even better. Coaches do this. Yeah. So then I change to 23. So she's on 23. And then she moves to 24. And then I had my final change. And I took 24. Which put her back on the clock. Because Anna had taken a a attempt. Yeah. And she almost timed her girl out again. So one of the other coaches was yelling for her, yo, like, you're back on the clock. And she went out and missed it. And then she made it after Anna missed Anna missed 24 and then hit 25. So the rule of thumb for me is always wait till you are on the clock to make a change. Okay. And then when you're on the clock, you immediately look at who can I screw over and you try and do it. And then you try and set that up, you know, planning ahead. But, like, the thing that pisses me off is, like, even in the second attempt, like, dude, I stole Brian's clock twice. Like, literally, Brian. This like, is the same guy that we're helping. Yeah, we and were he's in, helping you, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna. He helped me you. during the Pan Am session, which I needed because I had Kate and Haley, and Jordan and Jake. Okay, so I needed help. 
and that's where I got really depressed. Dude, we hit one, or no, we hit two out of twelve snatches. That's what. Wait, did Haley hit? Haley hit one. Mm-hmm. Jake, Jake hit, hit one. one. Kate got called on a press out and then bombed. Jordan didn't do anything. That's that session. That was the worst snatch set performance. Now they all they all did way better. They all hit two clean jerks or more. Haley hit three. But that's where I was like in my head. I was like, dude, you really you just blew your whole coaching career right now. So anyway, Brian was helping me. And that's where even when Brian and I go in, if I've got a girl and he's got a girl or a dude or a dude, I don't dude, I'm telling you right now, like he knows he he took my clock. I uh-huh. took his clock twice. I feel like you all do this just to like it's like a joke amongst everyone. Pretty too. much. But what pisses me off and it pissed him off, too is other coaches helping out helping out like other people like hey you're on the clock dude you think bill belichick's calling across <laughs> yeah. the field hey guys you're about to you're about to have a delay a game like what are, are we trying to win here they're or are like we playing patty cake yeah eliminate the coaches oh let them just go compete like yeah totally eliminate your role in it no it's like dude i like so that was yeah that was that was my but yeah, in, in her session, you make it sound so much more exciting. Like, because I know as a spectator, yeah, you just see numbers changing. Yeah, and you're like, this is stupid. Like, I I get what's going on. Yeah, but like, I take my dad there, if you will. Yeah, like, they don't get it. He's like watching like the list. Oh, who's coming out next? Or like, you know, one of my kids are there or something, or my wife. Like, that's where I do think having, you know, I I think USA weightlifting or somebody, and I, I brought this up actually is. CrossFit has their speed ladders, and then they have a true ladder. I think weightlifting eventually should go to that format for the their true ladder or a speed ladder. Maybe oh like goodness. snatches a speed ladder. The speed ladders intense. They're crazy, and they're, but they're so exciting to watch. Yeah. So like, I think for viewing purposes, like yes, selfishly, I love to take people's clocks and screw them over and prepare for my athlete the most. But for the growth of the sport, speed ladders or a true ladder is where you're going to get way more engagement. I think you're better off with the true ladder. Like Probably than a speed ladder. Speed ladder is like, yeah, what are you trying to do here? Like, yeah, yeah, that's fair. And the, the speed ladder, like, sometimes, like, you lose just simply because you're not – like, CrossFit athletes, they lose because they're not strong enough to do it. Yeah. They're technically capable of doing it. Right, right. Very, very – I would say CrossFit athletes – it's very rare they're not strong enough to do it. I uh, yeah, I agree with you. I and I'm just c- canceling you out right here because right. I just wanted to brag about my best move that I think I've ever had Uh-oh. on the board, and it didn't work, but it was a really good move. I want to hear about this. Though. Okay, so okay. the the most interesting part behind um, the Arnold Pan Am session is that you have weight classes. This is your bad snatch. Yeah, the, yeah. With your athletes. So the weight classes span all the classes. So you're in a session with super heavyweights. So Haley, oh, really? Yeah. So what makes it interesting is I had Kate. Okay. So Kate comes out. She misses her opening clean and jerk. So I jumped to where Jordan De La Cruz was on her second attempt, and I was like, "All right, I'm actually going to use Kate." to try and snipe Jordan. But the reason why I wanted to, to to pick off Jordan, I wanted to strategically steal Jordan's clock on her second attempt if she missed a jerk. So I actually 
No, this is what I did. <laughs> I went to 106, and Jordan took five. Jordan went out, and as she was taking 105, I dropped Kate to 105 in case, because I had an ex- extra change, in case Jordan missed, then I would bump Kate back to six. If Jordan made it, then I would just take five. So that was, I was in the back and I did that and like no one was around. And I told Brian about it later and I told Jake about it. Like, yo, I did this. And if like Jordan would have missed that, I would have stolen her clock by using Kate, which isn't really fair, but I still would have done it. And Brian was like, yo, that's a good move to, because people don't think about dropping. Like they don't, you can drop as long as you're not on the clock. So that was my brag that it didn't come to fruition. But I wanted look to look at me, everybody. Yeah, look this at me. is exactly why I did this. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. No, I like that. Yeah, but it's like that's the hard part where you have an intermixed uh, competition. With yeah, that classes. sounds rough. I yeah. I was thinking when you were talking about. I don't think I've ever seen a competition where Anna didn't like follow herself, follow herself, follow herself. Yeah, that yeah. Like just ending a session. So, part of me, it's like how how do they deal with that when like your elite athletes actually have to like deal with you know the clock and people who lift as much as them in the competition it depends on the athlete i would say someone like haley who's been having way more international top level competitions has you know grown with it and i think being so she had a tough time at junior pan ams with that and at junior world she had to deal with it with two girls so she has had now what I liked is that she had to go toe to toe with grown ass women who are animals and one being an Olympian. Yeah. You know, so and one being a world team member. And what I liked so much about that is that when you're a you when you're a younger athlete, you look up to these women or men, whoever it is, right? And and you see what they've done and you can become a fan of them. Especially someone like Maddie or Jesse Stemmo. They're like very you, you, they're very, uh, I would say, infectious to the point where it's like they're really nice people. And, you, and yeah, you, yeah. Some people don't like Maddie, but it's it's actually out for stupid reasons. They're just jealous. It's like she's actually not a bad person, and she's cool. She says hi to people. She yeah. and she engages with Anna, and, and so people in Anna's position will typically be like, she wants to be their friends and and a fan of them. Yes, not a competitor. But dude, she did not take that. She was strictly out there to snatch 103 and a clean and jerk, whatever would be the last Right. One. And I think that's what made me so excited is that if she wants to do anything at Junior Worlds, that competition setting her up for, for gotcha. Junior Worlds. So. There's a part of me, too. Like, weightlifting's tough to be, like, uh, like boxer competitive. Like yeah, you, you got a slugger. Yeah, it's, you're it's, really, like, it's hard to dislike someone else. Yeah. So it's because you're competing so much against yourself. Yeah. Um, but I, I like do Anna th- wasn't showing up that day and magically snatching one ten to compete no, with yeah. her. Like right. you know. Yeah, yeah. She knew her, her place. But that's yeah. also where she knew those other the other two girls had really big cleaning jerks. So it's like if she could hang with them in the snatch, it puts her in a better spot. Um and she actually got she got third in cleaning jerk. Nice. Now if she hit three, she would have gotten third overall. So she was she got fourth by a couple kills, but she got third in cleaning jerk. Whatever. So. She was the only junior probably too, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, the one girl's like thirty one, the other one's like twenty eight. So it's like I think the thing, the big lesson with her is like she's she realized like I 
she actually realized she can beat some of those big yeah. dogs. And I think that's I can the hang. thing. Yeah. I'm on the come up. Like. That's the thing with, with Haley. That's the thing with her. Uh, Jake realized that. And a couple of the other ones, like Junior is realizing that, dude, these these people are not far off from you. They're not, they're not yeah. where you think they are. Just because you see them on Instagram, you realize, like, wow, I'm as good as them. I just didn't give myself that that benefit of, the di- of you know. Nice. I doubt. Sounds like a big one. Yeah, it is a big one. All right, real quick, what was the event like itself, like just being there? Dude, it's such a long I guess it was slog. work for you. It wasn't like... It, dude, it's it's the hardest event that you can do because even if I, if I travel, I still have time to like do work, work. Like I can yeah. program, I can, I could talk to Jason or Trevor or whatever. You know, it, it's... You just can't you, you the way it goes is it's like you have an hour snatch, an hour clean jerk, then the next session, hour snatch, hour clean jerk, the next session. You don't get food. You don't get like if you're not prepared for it. There was so so I went two days, Thursday or or Friday and Saturday. I I wasn't sleeping well and I couldn't figure it out. You were mentally fatigued. No, I hadn't been outside. Ah. When I got there, it, it was, was dark. Like being in a casino. Yeah. <laughs> I got there and it was dark. And when I left, it was dark. So then Sunday, I called Caitlin and I was outside. I'm like, I haven't been sleeping because I've been freaking outside or I have been inside the whole time. No so my sun. body, yeah. So that was like, that's just like, it, dude, it's, it's the hardest event because there's so much going on. And when you go to the convention center, it's just chaos. And I think that that's, that's just the hard part behind the event is it's you're doomed for four days. Did you get to spectate anything? No. Oh, well, I mean, maybe walking through the, the yeah, cross out my third question. I will say this, the, the strongman competition was right behind the weightlifting oh, and kept, it was so loud. Kept it, looking at it. Yeah. And like, dude, it was, packed um and 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 the attendance overall was down because it's the first time back since covid um but it was still packed and it was loud dude it was it was loud for the weightlifting nice yeah so doing it again next year yeah sadly (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah so sad (laughs) now this is the final one did anyone recognize you that like oh um, did you get any fitness celebrity youtube recognition i i so i've always said that i wanted to be like a like a j-list celebrity yeah like i want to i want to like go places and people know who i am to a point certain places like the arnold would be a place where people might know who you are because dude it it's like real cool you're in when people come up and they're like hey can i get a I got a selfie with you. Like I, I watch every single video you put out, dude. I had a guy in the. How back. many did you get? Come on, I, I know your ego was fed by. I this. wasn't counting though. I probably, dude, probably like over a dozen. I mean, there was. I think Jason was around me. There was like three people. There was one guy who. who How Jason feel about that? Knowing that, uh, like he, he <laughs> talked about it for a while. The one day he's like, dude, this is crazy. These people are coming up. Like, dude, the one guy. Hit a snatch, and I was in the back, and he hadn't talked to me at all. Yeah. And he came up to me, and he's like, yo, I hit that snatch because some of the stuff that you talk about, I'm I'm doing in training. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, let's get a selfie. <laughs> so, like, it, 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 I think that's where what's cool about it for me is that you see you're having an impact, and people right. are saying stuff like that, and that's all I want. All right. E- egotistically, I want people to know who I am. 
but deep down inside it's more important that i'm helping yeah, you're helping people yeah. like oh, man, i was talking to someone i was like yeah i was like with garage strength like the work i do within the group is like dude we're like educating people on stuff like yeah constantly like that's what it like to me at its heart like that's what i do like i'm part of like all right how do, how does someone learn how to do this in some yeah. way yep and like all right let me help yeah no that's exactly right and i think when you start having people come up to you and even i had one guy come up and just say you know he's a fan blah 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 and i said hey what do you want to see more of and then it's like oh okay you want to that, that makes sense yeah you know that that's and then, you know, some of the coaches will be like, hey, I want you to talk more about the knee movement. Like, dude, I've talked so much about that. Yeah. Those videos don't do shit for us anymore. It's <laughs> tough. You, yeah, you I'll talk to you about it right now. <laughs> it's out there. Yeah. We're going to break through on it. We, we got analytics, homie. Like, look <laughs> yeah, at the I'm sorry. <laughs> you got to put that lab coat on and see what yeah. what's, what's kicking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right. YouTube community questions. Ethan Stone, how long does it take to see significant progress in mobility? Additionally, how important is genetics in determining flexibility and mobility? I think genetics are really important to determining oh. how mobile or how elastic your muscle will be. Um, generally speaking, that that do, it plays a massive role. Um, but you can improve upon it, and I would say within three to six months, you're going to see a noticeable difference. I actually think within a week, yeah, you can see a noticeable difference, but you will see it imprinted long term, three to six months. I remember um, upper doing upper back mobility stuff to improve my jerk position. Yeah, and I would spend, I would do it every day for it was the biggest part of my warm up, and just do it every day before you train. Yeah. And, and you'll see it. It was huge by that, the end. That to answer that too, I think I think it really is dependent upon the joint because I think your hips and your shoulders can be a, a bit. They can open up quite a bit more. Um, uh, lower back glute area as well. I think the hardest area though to mobilize long term is your ankle. Yeah, because <laughs> the Achilles tendon is such. It's such a massive freaking tendon and if you have flat feet or you have tight achilles like a like a tight ankle um it can be very very long to get it to move but you've got to do it because it's important for every sport ankles where it's at all right reddit zant 455 coach dane i'm currently a sports and s and c intern at a small d2 University, and we are starting to train the men's soccer team, which is 90% international. I feel like there may be a language barrier here. Oh. Do you think that high technical movements, clean snatches, jerk movement should still be the foundation for explosiveness? What makes you think people from around the world don't do those <laughs> movements? I feel like that that's like more that's an like American thing. Yeah. All right, anyway, let me continue. Or should we use simpler explosive movements, trap bar jumps, banded jumps, etc.? I ask this from a standpoint of a language barrier. Thanks. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I would say Oh, after you're done, I'm chiming. Well, I would just say language language doesn't necessarily like I think that's actually a really good test as a coach is that if you can if you can get a movement 
executed without language, you're a really good coach. And so I would practice hand signals. I would I would practice tactile cues. Um, I would. You still have to provide cues too because they're going to college. So they have to. They're going to have to have some English as well that they that they need to practice as along with that. Um, but now you can. You could also find words in their language, too, depending upon where they come. But I would use, like, power cleans. Um, I do believe power cleans. I think you could do high hang snatch, but I would say at least a power clean or a, or a hang clean. Trap bar jumps is fine in season. Uh, dumbbell snatches are fine, especially for soccer players. And then, you you know, you can, um, you can get them with, you know, like, a power clean into a full clean into a front squat, and that would be a great way to help them um, learn – better movement and have greater leg strength and then you know obviously using more complex movements like uh, reflexive strength uh, exercises will also contribute to improving their overall ability as a soccer player um but but going off of that i actually would challenge you as a coach and i'm not saying that you're yeah he's an intern so he's learning yeah you're just trying you're an intern yeah you're just trying to 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 execute as well as you can as an intern and i that's where take that as a really cool learning process that not a lot of people have access to. Yeah. Do your thesis on that. Yeah. That would be really, really unique. Use of tactile cues with, yeah. with language barrier or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It's all that's, me. that's cool. Oh, my thing was, I just, so you, anyone listening, Dane is the king of one word cues. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, he brevity is like his go-to and if you've watched any of the courses too like you preach that too yeah don't over cue don't like yeah. you got three make it simple now at the same token you can talk at length we everyone's yeah, seen yeah, the yeah, videos yeah but when it comes to cueing like that's not yeah. how you do that was good good yeah do it again do it again do it again maybe your most often used cue. right actually a good example is so i had a lifter tonight she pushes the bar forward on the first pull off the floor. I was making her start with a bar four, like eight inches in front of her and roll it in because if she rolls it in, she uh -huh. can't push it back forward. And so she's rolling it in and then she's doing the movement properly. So then it's, it's, it's like using that in this case, what I would do, you know, they're bumping the bar forward. Now make them do this drill, and now they do it properly, and then they do that do that drill for a week, and then they forget how to push it back out. Yeah. So it's using using movement to be the cue. With that being said, there are also some days that I'll be like, well, you did this, 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 and this, yeah. and, and, and you've got to catch yourself as a coach to not do that. But, but, you know, you can – there's variations, and this is where using a high-hand clean or a low-hand clean or a two-box clean, whatever – Using movements to get your cue done, like think of variations as cue work as well. And I think that's when you get more creative and you get better as a coach. Nice. All right. So next time, this was this is the giant, yeah, podcast. The giant. We were talking about Yao Ming and Shaq. Yeah, and led all the way to using variations as cues. Talk about international with Yao. Too. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and Arnold's best movies. Yeah. I'm going to go watch Total Recall. Until next time. Don't watch Peace. that with your kids. Later. <laughs>